On today's podcast, Ben and I are going to revisit March Madness after round one, take a look at a pair of second round matchups, as well as a pair of NBA picks in a special Saturday edition. Podcast, the sports world's oldest rating service now in our 92nd season. I'm Bob Dunkel and I'm joined as I always am by my son Ben but today it's a special Saturday edition as we're both in Portland for tonight's second round of the NCAAs at the Moda Center. Ben we're working weekends um, but I guess that's what March Madness requires. You know uh, some would say your Blazers right now are kind of playing like a, a mid-major <laughs> Uh, college team. So I guess it's only fitting that Portland would host a round or two of the NCAAs. Uh, you were there Thursday. How was it? Oh, it was fun. Uh, first time going to uh, any of the rounds of March Madness. So full day of basketball. Uh, saw the number one seed, Gonzaga. They looked really good. So that was fun. Um, yeah, it's been a great time. Can't wait to see more today. Yeah, who traveled the most? I think you said uh, Indiana brought a pretty big contingent. Indiana and uh, Boise State, since they're pretty close. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately for both those schools, uh, they had long drives back after uh, being eliminated in the first round. The Zags, uh, it looked like for a while it could be a 16 knocking off a 1 a la UMBC and... Virginia a few years ago, but Zags kicked it into gear, didn't they? Yeah, they uh, looked really good in the second half, and um, Georgia State just didn't have an answer for them down low. We're in foul trouble, and uh, Gonzaga just lived at the line. So, yeah, really looked comfortable in the second half. They looked strong. Who uh, pressed you more, Drew Timmy or Holmgren? Um, I guess Timmy did a little bit. Um it was a good game for him. I was kind of surprised, but um, obviously Holmgren still got the much higher ceiling going forward. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I was uh, sitting at the airport uh, getting ready to catch my flight out here to Portland, and I did catch a little of uh, of Gonzaga starting to pull it away, and uh, Holmgren had a really nice block on Georgia State. So, uh, you know, he's got to put on a few LBs, but no doubt about it, the, the skill is there. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a great pro. Timmy's game is more under the rim right now. Not so sure he can get away with that in the NBA um, and doesn't really seem to have much of an outside game either. So it will be interesting to see what kind of role he has when he moves on. Well, let's, uh, let's take a quick look back at uh, the first round, shall we? You know, it got off to its usual crazy start. Didn't take long for the madness to kick in when Iowa fell to Richmond uh, early on Thursday. You know, that was the usual suspect. Whenever you fill out your brackets, you always have to allow for a 12 beating a five. And that was a 12 beating a five once again. And of course, for me, it brought back memories. The Spiders have a spot in uh, NCAA March Madness lore. They were one of the first major upsets back in the day. In fact, they were the first 15 to beat a two. It's been done now, 
I think we're up to double digits now in terms of uh, the number of 15s to knock off a two. But that was the very first back in 1991 when they beat uh, Syracuse. Of course, uh, Dick Tarrant was the coach of Richmond. Uh, he's now long gone. But Jim Beheim was the coach of Syracuse, and he's still there. Uh, even with Kay leaving, uh, we can still count on Jim Beheim being back next year. So... Some things never change. Definitely a disappointing end for the Hawkeyes, Ben, when you say after winning the Big Ten Conference tourney. Yeah, a couple of these conference tournament winners, uh, seems like they spent all their effort just to get to the tournament and then really didn't have much left. Yeah, we saw that in the Hokies as well after they went on that great run uh, to win the ACCs. They were eliminated yesterday. Uh, yeah, it seems like they, they expend so much energy uh, just getting there. Uh, of course, Iowa probably didn't need to win. Uh, they would have been in anyway. Uh, but for, for Virginia Tech, it was the only way they could get in. But it's really hard to maintain that momentum. And, uh, boy, it looked like an entirely different Iowa team uh, as they fell to Richmond. Um, you know, Kentucky had no such excuse uh, of playing deep into the conference tourney. They did not win the SECs this year. And yet uh, they, too, were a 15-2 victim uh, to the St. Peter's Peacocks. Uh, and that's a team that had never won an NCAA game. Don't you love it, Ben? I mean, teams like St. Peter's, I, I, probably most of our listeners didn't even realize St. Peter's was even playing Division One basketball. And here they are beating the granddaddy of them all, Kentucky. Yeah, no, you can put me in that group. I didn't know St. Peter's had a basketball team, so... Yeah, definitely surprised. <laughs> yeah, somewhere Adolph Rupp rolling over in his grave right now. You know, you hear the old axiom that uh, really comes down to free throw shooting at this time of year. And for Kentucky, uh, that proved to be the case. Uh, they only shot 65.7% from the line. They missed 12. And the Peacocks knocked down 18 of 21. So... Kentucky was up uh, six points with about three minutes left. Couldn't hold the lead. If you can't sink free throws at this time of year, it doesn't matter how good you are, um, you are vulnerable. Isn't that right? Yep. So uh, Kentucky, uh, very surprising uh, to be leaving this early. I think a lot of people had the Wildcats going deep uh, into their brackets. Uh, the number ones uh, that played on Thursday all looked Pretty comfortable. We talked about your Gonzaga Bulldogs uh, that you saw over at Moda. Of course, they were tied um, gosh, with about 13 minutes left and then went on a 21 nothing run. It's always nice this time of year when a team can kick in a nice 21 nothing run, wouldn't you say, Ben? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they, they were calm, collected, and cool. Yeah, they never looked like they were hitting the panic button. We saw couple of the games, especially yesterday that we were watching, um, teams, you could just feel the tension through the TV set uh, as they were finding, trying to find ways to score. Uh, the Illinois game was was a classic on that, even though the Illini finally found a way to, to win in the end. Boy, it was a gut-wrencher for Brad Underwood's team. But Gonzaga looked calm, cool. Of course, maybe playing against Georgia State. Had something to do with that. They, they never looked like they were going to be in the panic mode. They pulled out the win. Uh, Baylor and Kansas, uh, much easier times. Uh, the Jayhawks, especially right now, 
you know, they had the kid, this kid transfer from Arizona State last year, Remy Martin, um, and he was the preseason conference uh, player of the year selection, but he had gone down with some, some knee issues, uh, really missed a bunch of the Big 12 schedule. But, you know, it's nice to get back really good talent at this time of year. Martin is back in the fold. He looked very good uh, in, the, in their opening win. Um, he had 15 points and four assists. So Kansas rolled, and uh, Baylor trying to become the first repeat since, you remember? No, I can't. I know, because they're not on the basketball radar right now. Florida Gators. Ah, that's been a while. 06, 07. Our good friend Al Horford on that team. Um and uh, not on the Sixers, so th- thankfully we don't have that contract to worry about anymore. But yeah, that was a great team that came back. They had the whole nucleus come back for that second run there. Um, and of course, Billy Donovan was the coach, and he has since moved on to the NBA. So no team has repeated since 06 07. Uh, the Bears definitely missing some pieces from last year's team, so it's, it's not a true reflection of the Florida Gators. And uh, they are playing as we speak right now against North Carolina. And the Tar Heels look like they may burst the bubble for, uh, for Baylor and end any, any dreams of, of uh, being a repeat champion. Um, on Friday, um, n- really nothing uh, as far as major upsets. Arizona was the only number one in action. Um, they cruised to, to a victory over uh, Cal State Fullerton. So... Um, all things considered, probably not the craziest first two days uh, of the NCAA's been. Uh, certainly Kentucky getting knocked off with, with, was the headliner. But now we head to the second round, and uh, what do you say? Should we take a look at the two games that you and I are going to go see later today? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We've got uh, the first game out of the box is St. Mary's against UCLA. Of course, the Bruins are trying to get back to the Final Four uh, after making that great run last year. Uh, and they seem very happy with their head coach, Mick Cronin. They just signed him to a long-term extension. Uh, they needed a Gonzaga-like run themselves uh, the other night against Akron. That certainly would have been a huge upset if the Zips had pulled it off there. Uh, UCLA put together a 15 to four run down the stretch, uh, pulled out the 57 to 53 win. Uh, and now they face uh, a St. Mary's team that pounded Indiana in the first round, 82 to 53. Ben, any impressions of those two teams that, that, uh, that you saw? Yeah, um, I was really impressed with St. Mary's. Um, a couple guards on that team played really well. Um, and UCLA is from top to bottom, a really solid team. So I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Um, line's three right now, but um, obviously pretty close. But I, I, I believe it. I think it's going to be a close matchup. Yeah, you know, uh, UCLA uh, has, unlike Baylor, uh, the real core of that team uh, coming back uh, from last year with, with Tiger Campbell and Johnny Juzang. So uh, I think a lot of people thought this, this team was primed to make a run uh, again in the tournament. Uh, the Akron game... Near miss there. Of course, they, they didn't have the greatest regular season either, really being overshadowed by Arizona all year in, in the Pac-12. 
Um, nice little interesting note on this one. Uh, as you mentioned, Gales have a lot of good players. One of them, Logan Johnson, played for Cronin when uh, Cronin was coaching at Cincinnati. Oh, wow. Uh, he ended up transferring to St. Mary's. Cronin goes to UCLA. They will meet tonight on the court. And uh, see if you can answer a little bit of trivia. Uh, right. Logan Johnson has a brother, an older brother, who plays in the NBA. In fact, had a cup of coffee earlier this year with the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to guess Tyler Johnson. You got it. Tyler Johnson, Logan Johnson, uh, younger brother okay. of Tyler Johnson. All right, yes, it all makes sense now. He was the one who played really well on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, uh, he's been a real horse. For Randy Bennett's team all year, um, and they come into this one uh, really playing their best ball against teams uh, that are competition. Pardon me, tournament worthy. In fact, they're nine three and two against the spread in their last fourteen versus teams with a winning record. Um, they beat Gonzaga uh, at the end of the regular season and. Uh, Dunkel thinks they're primed to pull off the upset here tonight. Getting the three points is a bonus, but Dunkel's going out on a limb here, calling for a fairly early exit of UCLA in their run to get back to the Final Four. We're going to take the Gales on this one. What do you think? All right. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Um, uh, you know, it's a 4-5 matchup, so not a huge upset if St. Mary's wins, but um, definitely a big-name school in UCLA going out pretty early. Yeah. You know, St. Mary's always overlooked there in the West Coast Conference. West Coast Conference, a knock on them has always been that they've been fairly weak. And, and while Gonzaga consistently makes the tournament, um, it doesn't prepare them for the uh, the big tournament uh, in terms of the level of competition of the regular season. But this year, a little different. Uh, West Coast actually put three teams in the tournament. San Francisco, Don's also made it this year. And, and the Gales look really tough. So... Dunkel's going to go with the Gales in a second-round upset over UCLA. Then, speaking of the Zags, uh, we'll go back to the West Coast Conference. We've got uh, the second game we're going to see tonight. We've got Memphis versus Gonzaga. What do you think of those two teams after uh, Thursday's action? Well, Memphis really impressed me. Um, they played really good in their first game. And uh, as we talked about with Gonzaga, I mean, they showed who they were in that second half. Um I'm curious to see if they play all game like that today um, or if they kind of play down to the competition for a little while again. Yeah, you know, kicking in that 21 to nothing run against the Georgia State Panthers uh, was one thing. I think they're going to have trouble if they come out uh, without the, uh, the pedal to the metal, uh, doing the same against Penny Hardaway's uh, Memphis Tigers. Uh, Memphis literally played its way into the tournament by winning 12 of its last 14 they kept the hot streak going, even though, as you said, Ben, the Broncos fans at Boise State turned out en masse. Probably not nearly as many folks coming uh, all the way out here from Memphis. Mm -hmm. uh, but Memphis uh, was able to hold on a 64-53 win over Boise State. Uh, and that's Memphis's hard-to-believe first tournament win since 2014. Mm. Um, I mean, we were, we were talking about Derrick Rose um the last night and, and some of those great Memphis teams that that Calipari had uh but it's it's been a while since they've been back uh Penny's done a really nice job and very similar to Arizona 
getting Remy Martin back at the right time. Uh, Monty Bates coming back for Memphis is huge. He's been out since January 27th with a back injury, and Penny has done a very good job of uh, firing up Memphis in the role of an underdog, as they are tonight. In fact, the Tigers now 16-5 and against the spread in that situation. Getting 10 points tonight. I think the line may be dropping a little. Is that right, Ben? Yeah, I see it at 9.5 right now. So 9.5, 10 points. Um, Dunkel's going to back the Tigers here tonight, getting the points. Gonzaga gets the straight-up win, not calling for an upset here on that. But we do like Penny's Tigers to keep them, uh, keep the game within the spread. And, uh, again, they've played very well in the role of the underdog. So there you have it for the two games in the Portland region tonight. We are going to go with the St. Mary's Gales calling for a money line upset here. Certainly getting the points is a bonus. And then we will go with the Memphis Tigers plus the points against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Thoughts, Ben, on those two? I like both those picks. Um, Looking forward to uh, hopefully another good day of basketball. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, So we will be heading out there momentarily. But before we go, got to take a look at a couple NBA games, right? Of course. And we are uh, broadcasting this a little later than usual, so I went with the two late games tonight. Um... We'll start off with uh, Detroit at Cleveland. Uh, you know, there haven't been many highlights this year for the Pistons, uh, but Sadiq Bay provided one on Thursday. He scored uh, 51 in a win over the Magic. Ben, do you have him on your fantasy team? No. Um, you know, maybe he's on the waiver wire, but I was not savvy enough to pick him up. I didn't see that coming. And, of course, as, as we're so fond of reminiscing, uh, we have seen Sadiq Bay in Vegas for summer league, so it's kind of nice when those guys that you see coming up uh, go off and have have a big night. Uh, you know, somewhat like my age, Ben, fifty seems to be the new forty in the NBA. Uh, can you believe it? Bay is the sixth different player in the league to top fifty. In the month of March alone. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, 50 just seems to be a low bar for a lot of these guys. Um, and, you know, the Pistons also getting some decent production out of uh, our old friend Marvin Bagley the third. Yep. Well, they've got a lot of injuries right now, so um, they're playing everybody. And, uh, yeah, he's getting a chance. You know, not a great team, but we'll see if he can uh, kind of uh, – reclaim his uh, status in the NBA. Yeah, kind of kind of weird that it never really clicked for him in Sacramento. Um, not that Detroit's winning a lot of games, but he's at least looking productive. He's now scored in double figures 10 of his 11 games since coming over from Sacramento. So, giving the Pistons a little bit of hope going forward. Uh, Cavs on the back end of a back-to-back after going to OT last night, pulling out a win against the Nuggets. Been a great year for Cleveland. Don't think anybody really thought uh, this would happen. Of course, we've talked about the injuries that they've sustained. Colin Sexton's been out since the early part of the year. Jared Allen out as well, but they keep on finding ways to win. Uh, They're now a game up on Toronto for the sixth slot in the East. Is that one of the bigger surprises in your book, Ben, this year? 
Yeah, for sure. With how strong the East is, um, probably you would have expected them to be fighting just to get in the playoffs, not firmly in there. Yeah, and it was funny that Ben and I were, while we were watching games yesterday, reminiscing about certain teams, both college and pro. Of course, we, we went back and looked at that early LeBron team that went to the finals against uh, San Antonio. Um, no Sasha pa- Pavliches on uh, this team, are there? <laughs> No, no, but it, it it was fun to to remember uh, just God, what LeBron's supporting cast was there in Cleveland back in the day, and how he got them to the finals against San Antonio uh, was very impressive. So uh, obviously, no LeBron in Cleveland now, uh, and the Cavs, uh, as we said, on the back end of a back to back, never easy in the NBA, and actually, as you might think. Detroit would be a sight for sore eyes. Uh, they've beaten the Cavs two out of three so far this year, and they're seven and zero against the spread as a road underdog. So, you know, really nice to see a team like the Pistons not tanking, uh, being competitive out there. Uh, we're actually going to go for another upset here, straight up. I know Ben, you're gonna you're gonna be the wiser of the two and say we should just take the points, not be greedy. But uh, getting six at, at uh, for the Pistons uh, after playing the Cavs tough all year and taking advantage of Cleveland in a back-to-back situation, coming off of uh, an overtime game, uh, we're gonna go with the Pistons here. What's your thought? Yeah, I like that pick. Um, tough coming off a of back-to-back this late in the season, especially a game that went to overtime. So, uh, yeah, I think Detroit could sneak a win in here. I don't know if I'd take Sadiq Bey, though, to go over <laughs> his point total. I'm I'm going to guess he left a lot of it on the court against Orlando. Um, he was 17 of 27 from the field, and he knocked down a franchise record tying 10 three-pointers. So, you know, maybe there is some thought to taking a guy who's red hot right now, but I got to think uh, Bay's probably going to be falling back to the mean. Yes, I don't know if he's ever going to get 27 shot attempts ever again. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. All right, so we're going to go with the Pistons in our first game. Second game, boy, this is deja vu for you and me. We got the Lakers in the whiz again. Yep, we did this last week. Uh, and uh, you were the smarter of the two. Uh, you you said no way would you take the whiz straight up. You were even hesitant about taking the points, and you were right. LeBron went off for one of his monster games. It was all she wrote for the whiz. So now the whiz get L.A. in Washington tonight. Um like Cleveland, LA's coming off the second of a back-to-back, or I should say, playing in the second of after uh, after playing last night. So second of a back-to-back, they beat the Raptors last night on the road, one twenty-eight to one twenty-three. Um, if you blinked when you saw that score, uh, thinking it's been a while since the Lakers had won on the road, uh, you were right. That was their first road win after eleven straight losses. LeBron had his usual monster game, which seems to be par for the course. If the Lakers are going to win, LeBron has to basically do it all. But there was a Russell sighting last night. Uh, He had his first triple-double. Ben, remember when triple-doubles from Russell Westbrook happened every game? Mm -hmm. Well, that was his first last night since um, December 31st. 
Hmm. So his first of 2022. Uh, and he also knocked down a game time three. Take that, uh, West Brick haters. Uh, with 0.4 seconds left in regulation to force the tie. So every win is crucial right now. And that was a huge win for the Lakers last night. Um, the Wiz, much like the Pistons, don't look to be going anywhere fast right now. They lost last night to the Knicks 197. And unlike uh, maybe Detroit, they're not showing a ton of fight. Uh, that's their sixth straight loss. Nine of their past 11. They now sit 12th place in the East. Uh, five and a half games out of the final play-in spot. Ben, if Cleveland is one of the most pleasant surprises in the East, is there any bigger disappointment than the Washington Wizards? Uh, I mean, probably if you look at it, ask every fan base, they'd find somebody because I don't think Wizards fans had high expectations for this team this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously Beal going down um, was a blow. They started off hot. Harold was playing well. Kuzma, KCP. I mean, you can still make an argument. They got the better uh, of the deal there in the Westbrook trade, but uh, those guys have all tailed off. Um, they've brought in Porzingis. He hasn't really seemed to be able to turn them around. Um, so, yeah, I'd say it's a franchise right now that looks a, a little rudderless. Um, you know, as I said, you called it a few weeks ago when Dunkel had the whiz to pull off the upset in LA, and LA won 122 to 109. Um, so you might expect uh, Dunkel to learn his lesson and maybe go with L.A. tonight. But you know what? These Lakers, despite last night's win in Toronto, not road warriors. As we said, they lost 11 in a row prior to that. And they're also just 8-21 against the spread in their last 29 following an ATS win. Hmm. So sustaining momentum, not a good thing for L.A. this year. With slight home favorite here, so Vegas uh, Vegas seems to think that L.A. is going to have trouble following that up, and the Dunkel Index is going to be in agreement on that. With some hesitation, the index is going with the Wizards. What is it now, two, Ben? Uh, Washington minus three. Minus three, trending the Wizards' way. We see this as uh, Wizards by about eight points tonight, so... We are going to go with the Wiz here to pull out the win and the cover. Insanity on the indexes part, Ben, what do you think? Well, um, I'm seeing here LeBron is questionable tonight. Kind of have a feeling he doesn't play in this one. Uh, that's probably why the line's moving up there. So I like Washington covering the three in this. Can they afford to sit LeBron? I mean, yeah. I know it's the second of a back-to-back, -back, uh, but every game has playoff magnitude right now for the Lakers um, but obviously that's that's a good reason why that line is trending upward mm -hmm. um, of course it is the reunion of, of Westbrook coming home to Washington after his year there last year um, and I think there'll be some warm reception for him I think Wizards fans uh, generally appreciated what they got out of Russ last year so I know he's faced some hostile crowds Lately, I don't expect it will be too hostile tonight in Washington. 
So there you have it. Um, to recap, uh, again, we are going to go tonight. Um, we're going to go with uh, the dogs in the two college picks. We're going with St. Mary's, and we're going with Memphis getting points. And then uh, we are going with a uh, dog in our first matchup in the NBA with the Detroit Pistons and finishing off the night playing the favorite here with the Washington Wizards. Uh taking on now it looks like a LeBron-less Lakers team. Uh, we like the Wizards to get the win and cover here. Um, so there you have it, Ben. What do you think? Uh, uh, I think it's a good good set of picks, and um, I always feel pretty good about them. Um, so I'm in agreement with all of them this uh, week. All right. No, no uh, Ben decks against the index tonight. Not all today. Right. All right. We're all in agreement here. Uh, we're getting ready to head out. To Portland uh, Moda Center to go watch uh, some, some NCAA action. Really fun to be out here. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, appreciate everybody checking out the website. Of course, you can go to dunkelindex.com to get all our picks for the NCAA tournament. Uh, we got the NIT going on. We got a couple of the smaller tournaments. Uh, we've got every pick for every game right up through the finals. Uh, and of course, NBA every day. Um, hope everybody has a good remainder of the weekend. We'll be back next Friday uh, at our regular uh, time uh, to look at, at some of the action. Um, thanks to everybody once again for listening. And as always, good luck.